I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Oh, hey, broken people. This is Felina. <laughs> and this is Summer. And today we have Allison Steinmeier, who is the mother of the Angelina that we had um, on the last episode, actually. Uh, how are you today? Awesome. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> First off, can I just say, and I don't mean to define you by your mom, by your daughter, because I get defined as, you know, Sophia's mom a lot, but, like, you must be doing something really incredible to have such an incredible daughter. Like, that's, she's pretty awesome, so you must be pretty proud of yourself. Uh, you know, I got, I got really lucky, because um, she has always just been her own unique person without really needing to be molded. That's so. amazing. Yeah. Well, whether you want to take credit for it or not, like, <laughs> you know, at, at least the ability to, I, I mean, I find it as a mother, like, being, like, allowing my daughter to be who she is in and of itself is a skill, you know, that not all parents have. So, good okay. job. Is I'm trying to give you some parent mom-to-mom kudos here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but tell us about you individually. Man, um, so besides being Angie's driver and dresser, <laughs> um, chaperone to all of the events, um, I am, man, I do, I do some crazy stuff. Uh, I'm in Matriarch with Summer, and that was absolutely life-changing, getting involved in that program, um, and it, it's been, I, I I can't say enough good things for what it's done for Angie and I. Um, I'm the president for Gamma Delta Pi, which is the first native sorority at OU. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that that was a thing yet. How long has that, that have they been yeah. organized? Um, Gamma Delta Pi was established in 2001. Um, so it hasn't been around too, too yeah. long. Um, that was it, after I had moved to college, so yeah. It was after I left campus too, so. And I'm gonna apologize for the background noise of like children <laughs> giggling very loudly in the other room or screaming because this is this is me, our life. This is me we and Summer's lives as single moms, so you know, Man. it is what it is. That's but. the sound of happiness. Right? It is. I'm kind of. So, I kind of like it. I just don't, yeah. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's hurt or screaming. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, yeah there's no fighting, no crying. Like cool. It's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the president of Gamadol's Pie. I, I kind of got um, not conned into the position. But, um, Don't use that word. Yeah. Our, we had a president. I, I thought she was doing an amazing job. She had a lot on her plate. And she does a lot of work in the community and kind of said, well, I have to, I got to pick something and so I, I can't do it anymore, and I think you should do it. And I was kind of guilted, and <laughs> there were some tears, and there was a little bit of ice cream, and so I agreed to go ahead and run for the position and got it. And it's it's been awesome. Um, I definitely did not... Okay, we're going to pause yep. for a second. We have What's a the problem? What's going on? Injured child. Oh, okay. Pause. Sorry about that. <laughs> now we, we crisis averted. Child <laughs> scabbed elbow has now been band-aid. We are back. Okay. <laughs> right on. Um, I, this is life. <laughs> so what are you studying in 
So right now I am in the process of slowly, slowly writing my thesis. Um, I am a second year master's student in sociocultural anthropology. Um, I love it. I got my bachelor's in anthropology in 2017 and decided to go straight on into my master's. And I wanted to take a break. That was the plan. And I talked to the person who would become my chair. And he basically said the application is due Friday. <laughs> I said, well, I, I understand that. And I, I was really thinking, he said, I'm going to repeat myself. The application is due on Friday. I said, you got it. Application's due it on Friday. It will be here. And then he took sabbatical and went to Harvard for a year. So I could have actually waited a year, but I probably never would have gone back. Um, which is why he pushed you. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly why he pushed me. Um, so I'm writing my thesis right now. I plan on defending in the fall, um, but this summer I am starting the Indigenous Peoples Law master's program at the law school. So technically, for just a short amount of time, I'll be working on both at the same time. At OU? At OU. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so, just gave me chest pains. I know. Without I'm working on both at the same time. <laughs> it makes me twitch every time I say it, and then I go, probably going to say it once. And then we're not going to say it again. Right. Never again. <laughs> we won't think about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Summer and I, that's where we met, was at law school at OU. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did the... um did the dual degree, the JD, and then the NAS mm -hmm. master's. That's interesting. I didn't bother with any of that. I was just like, I'm going to do law school and have this baby while I'm doing it. I had a baby in law school, too. Yeah, yeah. that was how, that's how we, ended, that's up how we <laughs> ended up together. Yeah, it's like, oh, you need help with your child? Cool, I got you. Oh, she, yeah, she totally saved me one day and took care of Jordan while I was uh, in class because I couldn't miss any more class. I'm like, I posted on Facebook, I think, so it happened. I'm like, somebody, anybody willing to take care of my baby so I can go to class because he's too old. Because I used to take him to class, like Lindsay's class. Yeah. He let me take him to class all the time. But he was um, getting too old to do that. He would be starting to move around. I'm like, that's not going to work. I need somebody to watch him. Man, that's it. Well, okay, so first that's a little intense because when I got into the, the Master's in Anthropology program, they told me you'll get a dog. And so it's a little scary finding out, like, you get in the law school when you had a kid. So that's, yeah, it's a little scary. It was um, not a good plan. Like, it was not planned at all. I mean, well, there was no plan. I was Mine on the was no plan not. plan. This yes. of my life on the no plan plan. Yeah. Yeah. I started law school married with three kids and I graduated divorced with five. Okay. So that is my level of <laughs> lack of planning. Right on. Because none of that was planned. <laughs> I was like, oh, my ex-husband made me aware when I was six months pregnant that he had never actually graduated from high school. What? And, uh, like, the plan had been for him to go to college and do all, And yeah. then it was like, oh, By never mind. None of that's going to happen. And I was like, oh, wow. Hmm, maybe I should make more money. And so what's the easiest way to people who are, don't know anything, which now I know, it make, getting a law degree does not equate to money. No. Um, but at the time, I thought it did. Same. Right. And I and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to law school. So I had my daughter, and she was four months old when I took the LSAT. And oh, wow. OU was the only school I applied to because it was local. Yeah. Same. And so I was OU like, was well, we'll see to. if I get in here. And lo and behold, it did. And within the middle of law school, I had filed for a divorce. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, two years later... 
finally finalized it a year after law school, and, wow. and my mom died the same day. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So. It's an intense. Thing yeah, it's an intense law school, and the whole like that's a lot. Yeah. It is. So Thank not you. to make this about me at all, but we don't know each other, so I wouldn't tell you my story. <laughs> it's fine, but I did the dual degree because when I was in undergrad, my original major was in AS. Okay. And I went to school for two years, and again, my inability to plan. I got pregnant. The no plan plan. Yes, yeah. I got pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> with the first one, mm-hmm. and I was so sick, I couldn't go to well, I was making myself go to class, but Dr. Bread took me in his office one day and he's like, you've got to drop out. He's <laughs> like, I feel like you're going to die in my classroom and your grades are suffering. He's like, the university will be here when you're going to come back. Like, So I withdrew, and but I ended up moving. So I had to leave um, campus. And so then when I went, decided to go ahead and finish, I had to change my major. So when I moved back up here for law school and they, I found out they had the dual degree, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get the master's in NAS because I'm going to finish this, even though I've already had two degrees by then. But So now you got four. Right. You know. But who's counting? <laughs> and, cause, and your education was kind of like that, Man. right? You didn't go the straight path. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely That normal not. is boring. Yeah, it, it is. Boring. Um, <laughs> I, I needed it to have a little more excitement, and I figured in the time... It would take me to get three PhDs. Why don't I get a bachelor's? <laughs> right. Um, so, Same. <laughs> so yeah, basically I, uh, I started taking classes. Um, I went to Votech. That was um, the little concession that my mom had given me, at least go to Votech. So I started at Votech doing drafting, and I loved it. It was amazing. And took the little associate-level classes while I was there. Um Started going to Cameron when I finished the drafting, ended up pregnant with Angelina. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have different blood types, which is a little crazy. So I ended up going on bed rest when I was about four months pregnant because I started going into labor like really, really bad mm-hmm. uh, every time I would stand up, essentially. And so I was on bed rest. It was, um, I should have known she would have been a difficult child from that, but. She's <laughs> um, making faces. Typical children the make yeah. for the most interesting adults. Exactly. So and she's becoming um, quite the lady. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ended up stopping school for that. Um, she was born. I went back. My husband deployed. I left school. He came back. I went back. He deployed again. I I left school and he came back and I went back to school and we we did three deployments and then Killian was. Um, Killian was, I was pregnant with him, so I had to leave school again, and then, so life was, um, tons and tons of fun, and it, it did not have school kind Mm -hmm. of planned in there, um, and we ended up in Norman, um, my husband got offered a job at Dell, and it was, it was an amazing timing, and it was exactly what we needed, um, it was absolutely petrifying because I was in Lawton and had been there my entire life. My family was, my mom's side of the family was all there. And so packing up a U-Haul and bringing everything, even though it's just an hour, it was absolutely terrifying. And so we eventually got here and I decided I was going to go ahead and enroll in school and finish the bachelor's. I started 14 years earlier. <laughs> and um, 
And that's okay. And yeah. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. I eventually did it. And so it, it was good. And that's part of why I decided to go ahead and just work on through my, ma- back, my master's because, yeah, it took 14 years the first time, so let's not have another 14 year. In between this time. <laughs> Episode, yeah. right? Okay, so where are you at right now? So you've got your, your bachelor's and your master's and your process of getting your doctorate. Nope. Or, uh, excuse me. Got a bachelor's. I'll defend my first thesis in the fall and start my second master's this summer. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's confusing. (laughs) There's a lot happening. (laughs) So, uh, tell me about your thesis. It's a horrible, painful process, but tell me. Oh, man, it's brutal. Don't want to trigger any terrible (laughs) memories here. (laughs) So, my thesis topic is actually how we use um, Sweat Lodge for our traditional ceremonies for healing depression, PTSD, stuff like that. Um, And a lot of it came about because when we moved up to Norman, the years that we've been here every year that i've been here somebody extremely close has passed away and i never worked through any of that grief and i knew i hadn't and i knew it was ridiculously unhealthy yet i was protecting myself and so when i started the master's program i decided that if i was going to get anything positive besides a piece of paper um it needed to be an opportunity to help heal myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could have picked a project that would have been easier, um, but I don't know how dedicated to it I would have been. Right. So it's it's been a little bit tricky because I didn't realize how fast the second year would get here and how quickly the actual writing would get here right and so it was just kind of um I got blindsided (laughs) it moves fast it does and one day I was sitting there going oh crap (laughs) now I've got to talk about everything that I've kept bottled up um because we got here and my cousin passed away within a few months um my niece had passed away my grandmother passed away my brother passed away my uncle passed away and all of them were extremely close to me. They all influenced um, my decision to come to school and my my life so profoundly that. Um, hey, they're like all screaming. And we're gonna pause for a second. Someone is here to pick up one of the children. Yeah, and we're back. And single life of a mom continues. It never ends. There's constant interruptions. Our life is chaos. It is what it is. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry to have interrupted you multiple times during this interview, but this podcast is all all about being very real, and this is my very real life. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. I'm kind of used to it because, yeah, like, I've got four kids, Angie, Killian, Zane, and Zach, and... um, so Angie and Killian are with us all the time. Zane and Zach are older. Zach uh, has lived with his mom most of his life. Uh, Zane came and lived with us when he was 15. He just turned 25. 25. I always want to say 23 because it makes me feel younger. But um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't get to finish a lot of sentences anyway. Cool. Yeah. So like totally trying to do <laughs> podcasts and I like I play music and I work full time and just like all the things. It's like I can never 
everything is always overlapping and there are always people in and out of our house constantly. So thank you for being understanding and thank you to our listeners uh, for... Uh, you probably won't notice because we'll right edit this out, but <laughs> I'll probably leave a little bit in there. Just but the, this is a little bit of reality. <laughs> just to show the reality, a touch of reality. We are not in a soundproof studio. No, isolated from the world. It's very so. much of real life. Yeah. yeah, and I was just eating an apple with peanut butter, and Summer was chastising me because I forget to eat dinner a lot. She doesn't eat real food sometimes. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll have like we had an episode where I was eating like a burger, like a bunless burger with a okay. lettuce wrap. And it was just like dripping down my hands. I'm like, why didn't we video this? Why wasn't this a video episode? (laughs) Or I just don't eat at all and then I'll drink and then I'll get really sick. So anyway, we're not doing either of those things tonight. bad planning. Also bad planning. The no plan plan. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, continue. So we're talking about your thesis. Yes. Man, yeah. Uh, So it's it's really made me um, kind of have to face everything that has happened in the last few years and that has been rough um that's a lot it it is um really going through and facing all the emotions that you never dealt with five times over Mm -hmm. um and everything that you just kind of i don't know compartmentalize that yeah Yeah. grief is a bitch it is it's so hard. And everybody processes grief totally yeah. differently. Yeah. And, you know, I it, it's not even that I was processing it. It was that I was in complete denial. Avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Avoiding every bit of it. And um, so there were some parts of my writing that I felt like I just got slapped in the face. And I had to immediately stop and we're not going to do this right now. And then I was avoiding writing my thesis, so right. I, I just kind of passed that avoidance on even more. And so it's it's taking me a little bit um, to get it written, and um, but I'm I'm able to slowly kind of work through everything, and that good. that's good. So in your research part for, because you said it was addressing how sweat is used, sweat ceremony mm-hmm. is used for healing, so. What does the research part look like? Like, are you talking to people who view who who views this in their yeah. healing, or what, what does this look yeah. like? Yeah. So, um, a lot of I'm using my own experience, and then I'm also talking to my grandfather who runs a sweat here in Norman, and um, he was in Vietnam, and he had a lot that he had to process when Who's he got Who's your grandfather? Home. Randy Sneed. Okay. Um. So Randy was, okay, so technically, (laughs) because Native relations are fun like that. Yes. um, So Randy was best friends with my uncle Jody. So Jody is actually my relative down the line. Jody's wife is my grandfather's brother's daughter. So yeah, so my grandfather had five brothers. One of the brothers had a daughter, Mary. Uh, Mary married Jody. Jody's best friends with Randy. Randy and I are super close to that. Now that's my grandfather. Okay. Um, and that's kind of how that worked. But that's yeah, what I always like, say. In way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that covers everything. Like in way, that's my cousin. Yeah. We're completely different tribes. We know we, we we met two days ago, but we're best friends now. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> like little kids on a playground. We're best sure, friends. Sure, I love it. Um, except no. we're you're cousins mine now. <laughs> yeah, you're mine now. 
Um, it, it was actually really neat um, because the kids and I started going to Norman First American um, in June a couple years ago. And um, because I was kind of starting to prepare for writing and I knew they had a sweat and mm-hmm. it was really interesting like having a Methodist church that still allowed Native American church meetings and sweat mm-hmm. ceremonies and right there on the church grounds. Right. Um, I've been sweat there. Yeah. And I've cooked for them after NIC and before. It's amazing over there. Like it's, it's really, really awesome because they don't have... The mentality that everything needs to be separate they all contribute to each other in different ways and that's that's awesome um so we started going over there and uh they had a church service one day and said well we're going to build a new sweat because our our poor little sweat <laughs> is about to break down right. so anyone who wants to help show up so we said okay so this is a perfect opportunity right this is exactly what i'm going to be writing about so i nominate the kids to help build the sweat and, uh, I nominate my children for a lot. Yeah, of that's what you do as a good mom. Um, builds character, right? Um, so we show up, and um, we've never done this before. Um, I just about tanked the entire project um, because the, <laughs> the the gentleman that was organizing it, who's an extremely dear friend to me now, um, he found these perfect willow branches, and they were gonna. That's what they were gonna uh-huh. build the sweat out of. And he hands me a saw and says strip the willow branches so i said okay so i start sawing everything off and he comes over and he just turns this ridiculous shade of red that i've never seen a human being turn and he said you weren't supposed to take all the branches off the willow you were only supposed to take them down to this okay to be fair i've never done this before that was my disclaimer when i should yes yes and i stick to that in my thesis because i write about that in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's in there um and but i was so like i i just knew like i was like well what what can i like what can i do to fit he was like i'm just gonna have to go and find new willow branches and my heart absolutely broke like i was about to cry and i was just standing there going are you sure like my voice is all cracky and he's like we'll figure it out okay now we're great friends and i love him to death and like <laughs> we were able to get it everything was fine um but in the meanwhile like Randy shows up, and um, I I don't want to touch anything over <laughs> in the work area because right. I'm I'm convinced I'm absolutely gonna just destroy this project. And we start talking, and um, you know, slowly he starts telling me these stories, and he starts telling me these stories about his best friend, and I realize that these stories are they're a little familiar. Like I I've heard a story that's really similar to. That. I was like where are you from? What, what tribe are you? And he tells me, I was like, well, do you know my aunt? Her name's Mary Lou. And he's like, actually. So that's how you made <laughs> And that's time. how, yeah. So he had been telling me about my uncle Jody the whole time. And, um, I had never really, I, I knew of him and I had heard little bits and pieces of his story, but I had never really heard the full story. And so to hear it by accident was kind of serendipitous. Um, and it, it kind of confirmed for me that this was a project I really needed to be doing. And, um, it, it was amazing. It was everything kind of just told me that was where I was supposed to be, even though I had almost completely botched the entire sweat project. (laughs) Um, It was fate that I wasn't supposed to touch anything, and I was supposed to sit to the side by myself. 
Um, but we, we ended up talking all day and he told me about his, his life and his experiences and how my uncle had found this incredible healing through going to sweats with him. And, um, you know, he saw this behavior that it was almost self-destructive in my uncle and because they were such good friends, he couldn't let him just implode. Right. And so he encouraged him to come to the sweat and at first he was really reluctant and um eventually he got there and my uncle had was he showed up he didn't go inside but he showed up and he was willing to check it out and that was all he needed after that he he started going and he was able to find this incredible healing um that he had you know he had gone to the va he had gone and had been trying these different things to make his experiences in life make sense and it just wasn't working there was just something just didn't connect and when he was able to try these traditional methods it clicked it was that was the piece that was missing was there there was no real connection for him because it it wasn't part of who he felt he was um culturally and so you know, it's not one of those things where it works for everybody, but medication doesn't work for everybody. Right, right. Um, you know, it's um, artificial. It It isn't real happy. It's just a numbing. Yeah, okay. So, like, I, I'm uh, Native in that my dad is Indigenous. Uh, my family is from Mexico, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not... You know, I don't belong to any specific tribe. My grandmother was an Aztec Indian. Um, But, you know, as far as the Americas go, like, it's, you know, I'm not of any specific tribe here. But I closely identify and and crave more of a natural healing. You know, know, that's... I just gravitate towards that. And I've gone through times in my life where I'm just like, I wish that I had access to that. And I have... You know, I don't have a lot of family. My mom mm-hmm. passed away. Like, is there a way for me to, you know, be, um, I don't know, like, uh, given some sort of, like, guidance into some sort of, like, sweat logic healing experience that I crave naturally, even though I'm not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. I mean, the, I don't know how it works. That may be an ignorant yeah. question, but I just no, don't know. No, no, no. It's, it's not at all. Not at all. Um, so what happens at Norman First American is a, Randy calls it a gentleman sweat, and it's essentially like a, for learners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like a level one. <laughs> um, it, and that, does, that doesn't mean that it's an easy process, but it means that it's an opportunity for someone to come and learn. And anyone from the community is welcome to okay. that sweat, which is part of why I really wanted to go to that one because it wasn't exclusive. They like it was wasn't it a mixed sweat. Yeah, oh, that's okay. yeah. There's that's how we do the women's sweats. See, and and I guess they have women's sweats there, but mm-hmm. I've yeah, never I've gotten mm-hmm. to go to one. Yeah. Every time I've gone, it, it's been men and women, and yeah. I think they've only had one, I think, since you started going out there. I was about to say, there there really aren't that many. Um, yeah, it used to be a regular thing. We used to do it once a month, but... See, that's awesome. Things happened. Yeah. Oh, this one, the third Wednesday of every month, we go out there and 
you know, they have the fire going unless it's snowing, raining, <laughs> lightning. Um, and anyone who shows up, they're welcome. Really? Um, you don't have to stay all four rounds. If you go the first round and decide we, we need to shut this down, <laughs> then then that's okay. You tried, and that, that's awesome. The third Thursday? Uh, the third Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, the okay. third Wednesday of every month, um, we do that and okay, well, I may get yourself super touch, hydrated. Stay in touch with you because I kind of want to. I would awesome. love to do this. And even yeah. if you're, you know, afraid to go in the first time, you, you can go and just, just hang, hang out. out and learn and mm-hmm. kind of observe and just hang out and see. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's not a. You can't go when you're on your cycle, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, there's there's also yeah, that. It's rough. Yeah. That's rough if, if you end up getting in line with that. So they ask you and it's embarrassing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The first first time you're like, all right, well, I, I would have just stayed home if I wouldn't. But <laughs> they mean well. And, and You're already kind of depleted it's, and it's just it's, not yeah, for health purposes, I assume. Yeah. There's health purposes. Um, and then when a woman is, is on her cycle... The medicine that she has is powerful. Potent. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. our teachings, too. Yeah. yeah. We also don't, like, we don't prepare food for other people mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah, we can't wear our feathers. Can't um, touch them. Can't touch them. Nothing. If you do wear your feathers, someone else has to physically do that mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So. We're, we, we're stop dance people. You can't go to the grounds yeah. if you're on your cycle. Yeah, you don't. Your, your medicine is too powerful, and you can actually end up hurting people if you do mm-hmm. things wrong. Can't shake hands with certain people. Nothing. Like, I mean, I already feel like I should be sequestered. <laughs> so this all makes sense. <laughs> I like, say that about, I said, you know, I really think it was a Choctaw auntie who just did not want to cook, and they just didn't want to deal with people. So they're like, so we're going to go stay out back while we're on the cycle, and y'all just I mean, take care of this. I honestly feel like I screw up my life pretty regularly. When I am on my cycle, I'm unable to communicate clearly. I mess up relationships because of my inability to communicate. I'm too intense. Um, so, you know, I kind of wish that this could be adopted for like, everything. everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hating it at all. I just... It I, makes sense. Yeah. I, I turn into a, a three-toed sloth. Those bees. Hose bees, thanks, Q. Um, <laughs> no, I just get, I, like, I'm, I'm too tired to do anything. And, like, homeschooling basically, like, is a minimum. So I'm sure Angie and Killian's epic teacher is like, oh, look, they only did one lesson. Let's guess what week it is. Right. Um, <laughs> I get migraines, so I'm, like, super irritable and stabby. I'm like, nobody talk to me for the next three days. <laughs> See, I don't, I mean, this is, like, well, this is vulnerable and broken, broken, so whatever. But, like, <laughs> I um, I don't get a physical period because I have an IUD, uh, but I still get all the See, symptoms. that's how I am, yeah. I get all the symptoms, but I don't know it's coming necessarily because I, like, have lost track because I don't mm-hmm. have to keep track of it anymore. And so I will just be in the midst of acting like a, like, crazy person, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's what it shit. is. It's too late. I already said this to this person, and, this, you know... <laughs> Wasn't yeah, it? the IUD yeah. actually stopped your flow? Yes. It totally stopped it. Why did nobody tell me this years ago that I had one? doesn't stop all the symptoms of, of PMS. Yeah. I still have cramps and like everything, well, but I but I don't bleed. Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, or I'll spot. I'll take getting rid of one symptom over having them all. Yeah, yeah. The more you know, the Mm -hmm. more you know. And they tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're still, you're still pretty miserable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. I have to take birth control pills because I'm like the hormonal fluctuation. mm This is what gives me the migraines. And I'm so a, a we try to control that a little bit with the pills. I'm a slave to the moon, is what I like to say. I mean, I'm, you're like, a werewolf. Is I am a freak. Is that what you're admitting? On yeah, I am a slave <laughs> to the moon. I, I, for as long as I've had my period, since I was like 12, 13 years old, I, I have been like clockwork. Full moon, mm-hmm. that's where my period is. Really? Every time. Yeah, like clockwork so for my... very I am sensitive to those very changes. sensitive to the lunar cycle, and I am very much a slave to the moon. And, like, even with, like, my communication and, like, what my strengths are and if I should be, like, internally reflective or if, or if I'm, like, socially social during a certain period, like, it's very cyclical, and it, it, all, it all revolves around the moon cycle. Always. Like, I'm, I'm very much a slave to the moon. So... Yeah, I don't know if ever, I mean I don't think everybody's like that, obviously. But no, not everybody um, is. Very much. But some so. people are more. Are more <laughs> so uh, the full moon is how we wear. I feel like I need to learn more about that. I'm really into astrology and stuff, so I'm an Aries, so I'm ruled by Mercury. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm an Aries. What what day? Sixth. I'm the nineteenth. Um, My mom was the eighth, and I'm a, a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So and we're intense. So. Yeah, our first episode this year, we had somebody come do our birth charts. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. It was, it was a lot of fun because I didn't know anything about it, so it was fascinating. Well, I've started reading tarot since last November, so I'll have to have an episode soon where I you need to video, do, do a video, tarot. Do the video episode yeah. Yeah. Re- with tarot. I oh, wish we had too. done that, that first reading you did for me because it was, like, scary. It was also funny. It was hilarious, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, you know what this means, but I don't want to talk about this. It's <laughs> really fun. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry to once again take over. No, it's fine. How did we go from thesis to menstruation? I don't know what well, happened she was here. Talking We're talking about, about sweats. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. The tarot part was a joke. It's what we do. It's all, it's all, it's all yeah, in the same all, realm of topic. Yeah. yeah. Well, See, and that's it. It's, it's kind of funny. So during one of Kelly's, or right before one of his deployments, we decided we would take the kids to New Orleans because we had never been there, and he was um, stuck in Mississippi. So we go down there, and it's my first time. Like, I've never been there, and I was, like, super excited. We went on, like, the ghost tours and vampire tours and all the oh, cemetery cool. tours. It was amazing. And um, found a palm reader, and I was like, well, we're in, we're in New Orleans. Like, I have to get my palm right. read. Like, if it's going to be legit anywhere... It's going to be here. So I go in, sit down, like, give the guy my palm. And he sits there, and he's looking around. He's like, well, it looks like in the future you're going to have some issues with food, and it's going to affect your health. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. I'm Native American. Like, that seems like a dead giveaway. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I think that's a like, good How many of us have diabetes? Like, come on. Give me something more specific. Like, But I'd be willing to, to do it again. And try again. I want to try again. I don't. I don't. I don't buy his reading, but I'd be willing to go to somebody else and go. All right, give me an update. Now what's happening? What do we got now? Yeah. How are these two masters programs going to work out? <laughs> They're going to go wonderfully, yeah. and your thesis is going to be amazing. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. 
I can't wait to go see it when it's in the library. I yeah. Look at it. I won't, I won't read it because they're painfully boring. But yeah. I will look at it and I'll flip through it and I'll look at your name on the bus spine. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's one, though. Um, when I first got into the program, one of the women that was defending her Ph.D., had done her research on the hobby Indians in Germany. Oh, those people are a trip. Yeah, so I'm, I'm willing to read her dissertation because that sounds amazing. It does, and I'm lying. I'll um, totally read yours because I'm really interested. But <laughs> oh, man. but I need, no, to know that I need to know her name because I want to see this one. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Hobby Indians in yeah. Germany. Yes, they like to dress up and pretend they're native, and oh, it's they... totally a cultural appropriation and very disrespectful. But, but they're, they're also hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. they really think that they're oh, yeah. honoring. Yeah. 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 They, they do dance. They have powwows. Like, they, they do dances. And they, they, so and... they, like, really admire, like, it's coming from, like, a, a place of admiration, or is it a, coming from I... a place of... You know, I think they feel like it they is. They think it is. Yeah, sure. Their intention still feels mocking, but it, I think they intent matters though. Yeah. Impact matters more than intent, though. Sure, <laughs> sure. And because they've have been, been told about, they have been okay. informed of the okay. damage they do, and they do not care. Yeah. Okay, well, that's um, a so that's story. why it's a problem. Yeah, sure. But yeah. The it, videos are hilarious. They are. You can get on YouTube and find videos. <laughs> okay, no, I'm like really oh, curious. Man. They're they're brutal. They're so brutal. <laughs> you just watch it and shake your head, and you're going, I can't turn it off. I can't it's turn like it off. Rack. It is. Wow. It's just happening in front what of you. What is this old guy going to do now? <laughs> yeah. There's, like, the ones in, in their... their uh, and some of them, like, have regalia that's nicer than mine. Like, they throw down some serious they money put, for this. Yeah, oh they're God. like, you know how we have, like, the Civil War reenactors, and they put... Th- thousands upon thousands of dollars into their reenactment they do that same thing they pour tons of money and time into this it's really i don't understand the level of investment that they're putting into it like why they would want to do that but they do half of my regalia is put together by heat bond so (laughs) i mean i i don't know they but yeah i i guess they they have stuff made or they learn how to make it and but they've got, like, this ridiculously nice regalia, and you'll see people in, like, full buckskin dresses, but they're dancing jingle, and you're going, wait a minute. And they probably right. don't even know they that they're doing no the wrong idea. thing. They're like, like that doesn't make sense. What's I would have passed out by now jumping around in a buckskin. But oh, yeah. you go, girl, you got this. <laughs> have you seen that video that's going around for the last several days? I think it happened this past weekend at um, the Powell's up north. In Glenmore? Where this... Uh, Lady just went up and took somebody's bustle <gasps> and put it on and was like dance, dancing in the aisle with it. Oh yeah, it's God. like a huge thing. She All didn't get Twitter. Uh, no, he was very nice. Thankfully, I would have pushed her over the railing. Right? So I think he did an amazing job. But yeah, so everybody is like the whole. <laughs> All of Nita Twitter is mortified. Oh my gosh. And, but it's been interesting to watch the commentary because there's so many people who are like, what's the problem? What? Exactly. <laughs> oh. like, first of all, you don't do that. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't know. I guess before before Selena passed away, my hair went down to my knees. Mm-hmm. And that's the longest it's ever been. And I, like, constantly had to keep my hair in braids. And it used to be one of the biggest pet peeves when people would come up and go touch and just hair. touch. Don't yes. ask, just touch. My hair is, like, down to here, mm-hmm. and that's, 
I people want to touch my hair yeah. all the time. Yeah, just touching my hair. Why do people think that's okay? I don't understand. It's like pregnant women with their bellies, and people. Think I that slapped an old woman's hand yeah. when I was pregnant. But my mother was so angry at me. She's like, "That was so rude." I'm like, that "Why was... does she get to think she can just touch me? My body is not public property just because I got knocked up." Yeah, <laughs> no. We're in, Wal- we're in the Walmart. People have no boundaries. <laughs> they have no. Ba- yeah, people will come up and and touch my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like. Man, yeah. what what is happening? Why are you doing this? Yeah. That was happening yeah. to me when I was in sixth grade. This girl that sat behind me in world history, she like I would put my hair back and she would just like run just her fingers through it. She would like braid it and I was like, Girl, get like what are you doing? Ask a question. What's, what's Boundaries. happening? Yes. Oh, yeah. Boundaries. Wow. But yeah, she just yeah. picked his bust up off the chair oh. and was dancing around whatever she thought she was doing. I yeah. know when Angie was little um, probably because Angie's dance since she was probably two years old. Um, and I guess she, she may have been like three or four. Um, I had a princess title and so I had to go to several powwows and she would come with me all, all the time and I'd get her dressed and we'd go and dance. So in where we were, there wasn't a lot of private space, but there was like, um, I guess the temporary walls mm-hmm. put up. So that people could go and get dressed. And so I had her back there and was getting her ready. And this woman came around with her cell phone and was taking pictures of me getting Angie dressed. And I I will ad- admit to cussing her out That's because fair. that I, I, I was absolutely dumbfounded. Just going, you understand, I'm trying to get my child. You're taking pictures of my child. Right. We're human We're beings. This is not a human zoo. Yeah. I don't go in the bathroom and take pictures of you when you're half dressed. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. So public service and announcement. Don't touch people. Don't take pictures of them without their consent. This is not hard, people. Yeah. This is pretty common sense stuff. Yeah. I don't understand why we have to explain it. Constantly. But okay. Over and over. And then argue about it because people say, no, you're wrong. I'm sorry, what? Well, I, now, if I, think, I say this is my boundary, then that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Like, period, I, end of story. I think when it comes to regalia and stuff like that, people don't understand enough about microaggression and how to self-identify that you're, you're doing that to someone else um, because they have the best of intent. But... Those things do are they have the impact. best of intent. Yeah, well, I feel like they just feel entitled yeah, to do whatever yeah, the hell yeah, they, they want. Don't. Yeah. Because I, I'm well intended. I'm so jaded like though. we have this podcast, and like, like I said a moment ago, like I'm not American native, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know, and and I've been ignorant about stuff, and so like I ask questions, and I'm like, okay, well, is this right? You know, and I, I don't think I've ever come across as disrespectful, um, just because I don't know. Um, because I actually am well-intended and I want to do whatever yeah. is respectful. And that's what well-intentions are supposed to be, is wanting to do yeah. what somebody, like listening and then doing, you know, acting accordingly, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's well-intentions. So just, you can use yeah. me as an example of what good, <laughs> intentions, good intentions are. This yeah. is what they look like. <laughs> Ask a question, don't yeah. just grab people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's crazy. So, uh, when when will you be concluding your uh, thesis? So, I'm scheduled to defend within the first few weeks of the fall semester. 
Um, too far away. Got the mm-hmm. summer to finish. And... Yeah, uh, the goal is to have my thesis done, written, and maybe not perfected, but as close as humanly possible um, by May. So technically I have things written. Um, <laughs> all of my research is done. My readings are done. A lot of my writings are done um, on the different aspects that I want to touch on. I just really have to reformat a lot of my ideas since self-plagiarism is a thing that <laughs> exists, even though I don't agree with it, but that's okay. Um, especially at this point, I don't feel like it should be a thing. But <laughs> I agree. Um, I feel like you should be able to at least cite yourself. Yeah, yeah. for real. See? For yeah. real. Cited in professor's class. <laughs> um, yeah, I should be able to do that. But, yeah, they don't. They frown upon that in a really big way. So, hopefully, in the fall, I will be done and... And then she'll be ready to take over the world. Be ready to take over the world. Well, you can join our coven because that's our yes. plan. Yes. To take coven. over the world. Do as it. ladies. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and sorry Absolutely. for all the interruptions. But <laughs> Man, no, it's, it's fun. It's been really fun getting to talk to you guys. <laughs> it has been fun. You can contact the podcast at brokebrokenpodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at Broke Broken Show, on Instagram and Facebook at Broke Broken Podcast.